It's March 8th, 2020, and this is episode two of the Kathy Gill Podcast. Good afternoon, Kathy. How are you doing today? I'm doing great. Great. Well, this is episode number two. Um, and uh, last time you shared some interesting stories. By the way, for people listening, we've got uh, your daughter Jill here as well today. Mm-hmm. And um, and Jill, I was going to say, there was one thing that jumped out to all of us in the last podcast that, that really surprised us. Um, oh, Sneaky it? Red. Oh, yeah. Oh. yeah so, so, so we've been, we've been talking about the, <laughs> we just the story about, about Sneaky that. Red. Uh, yep, that's, that's, just, that's it. <laughs> and you know, she hated that dining room <laughs> suit after that she really that's did really for funny. years she uh, she kept that it story is she just story. kept it but she always hated it so <laughs> well today Kathy we want to get into your um two different areas of your history as going back to uh, a young girl around all of your sewing and then a lot of the different jobs that you did and you told us last time um about uh, I think you were around eight years old you said and you had um an auntie that uh, help teach you how to sew and there mm-hmm. were feed sacks involved in this thing. <laughs> so retell us that story because that's kind of I think as far as your crafts and dresses I mean as sewing and all that goes that's where it all started so give us a little bit of background again on how that happened okay okay so way back then <laughs> people um, when they w- went to the store for their feed sacks they were all in really nice material I mean and then they would just when they took all the grain out they would wash the feed sacks and it was fabric and it was you know good enough long enough and everything big enough and why did her family have feed sacks what were they well see my granddad had cows and oh really yeah and this is this is the house down just down over the hill from right here at heron hendrickson yeah where larry's new house is so he he actually had animals and yeah he did have yeah he had a farm Yeah, yeah he was a farmer and I mean, you know, they were pretty. I mean, it was nice material, and I, you know, I guess they, I don't even know when they quit doing that, but, um, so I was probably eight, maybe nine, and my aunt, every time I'd be down there on the weekend, which was pretty much every weekend, she lived upstairs over my grandparents, Mm -hmm. her and and my uncle, Harold, and um, she would just always... We'd make, I'd want her to make me a dress, and then I would help her. And that's how I started sewing. Was so help. was she known as a good seamstress? Was yeah, that... she was She was really a good seamstress. And I remember she had an old, um, I, it was a Kenmore sewing machine, which wasn't old at that time. But um, anyway, we you know, she, it was always be like a little summer dress. And <laughs> I'd help her make it, which I thought I was helping her, I guess. Uh-huh. But. You know, we'd sew it, and, and I mean, a lot of people, I've talked to people before that talked about, you know, they, oh, they had lots of feed sack dresses, and they weren't really feed sacks. It was just really cotton material. So, so this is your, this was your aunt, this was your My dad's, dad's sister, sister, and they lived with your grandparents in the up upstairs of the house. And, and, then upstairs. You, and then you said at some point in there, they began being, being like the caretakers for your grandparents. Yeah, they, they actually did end up being their caretaker because they lived right there. And they had, they had bought a farm, and it, it was a pretty good-sized farm. Um, 
but they, you know, hadn't built a house or anything on it. That was their intent, to build a house. But as each one of my grandparents got a little bit unable to take care of themselves, my grandfather died first, and then my grandmother really okay. was bedridden for quite a while. Okay. So, you know, they, they couldn't, they wouldn't move at that. But after my, both my grandparents passed away, they built a house up on their farm. Then, oh, really? So, so then they didn't stay there, and that's how your parents ended up getting right. inside this house. Right, yes, guy. and that's oh, how well, my, that's my parents okay. bought, bought the house yeah, from the rest of the how, if they were living brothers there, and sisters. Okay. Yeah, right. my grand And the where they built their house, you would know where it is. It's on the corner of Vernal and... Oh boy, right there. Oh, that's who that is. Uh huh. Yes. Uh huh. Up on the hill. Okay, it's all coming uncle. together. Yeah, uncle that's Nathan. who that is. Yeah. 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 Uh-huh. Now, is that the same uncle that was in Columbus for a little while? No. no. That's on Dad's side. Yeah. Okay, I'm getting, I'm yeah. getting stories crossed here. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, one other question about your auntie Did she have kids? No, they never had any kids. Oh, so. That's interesting. So I wonder if you were almost functioning like a little bit well, like a and child. And my brother, yeah. yeah. I mean, my, they didn't have kids, both so, both yeah. of us would go down there and spend the weekends with them. Oh, yeah, that's yeah. A nice we story. Was a picture of her. Mom looks just like her. Really? Oh, that's so <laughs> yeah. interesting. Okay. All right. So so that's where you got the start, and you kind of got the bug for sewing a little mm-hmm. bit from your auntie. Right. Now, now by the way, did your mom uh, Evelyn did, did she sew? No. Okay. Not so, a stitch. None of my. Not, not anyone, not even my grandmother. My Aunt Ursie that lived next door, she sewed. But your auntie picked that up. Yeah, and, and but I got it all from, from my aunt. Yeah. So can you think of over the years then from eight years old on up, um, what other kinds of things did you start doing over the years in terms of you know kind of developing this sewing? Um, well, I mean, I always liked any anything crafty, you know, even when I was little. And um, <laughs> I always carried... <laughs> My dad used to make fun of me because I always had a satchel full of stuff, like any kind of little crafty things when I was little. And I guess there was a teacher that they used to have down here named Rosie, and she always had this big satchel full of stuff, so he always called me Rosie. Oh, that's funny. <laughs> when I'd have that satchel. So, so this was like your craft bag? or Yeah, you and that's when I was, around. you know, that's when I was young, but um, then when I got... Older, I mean, I definitely enjoyed crafts, any kind of crafts, knitting, crocheting, just anything. Okay. Um, so now when I met you, and uh, let me just think here quickly, you probably were around 35, 38 maybe when I met you. I mean, I, I, all I knew about you was that, oh, Kathy sews. I mean, I mean it, it was it was part of who you were. Um, and so... Over the years, you went through high school. Did, did you do any sewing in high school and stuff? Not, not, not really. really. No, no, um, I really didn't do that. So much. then you said that um, after you got married and then you started having kids and had uh, Brett and Jill and later Wendy, um, you really got into sewing. It yeah, like. I made a lot of stuff for the kids, which probably you appreciate it more now than you did back when you were wearing that green outfit that I made for you. <laughs> Okay, tell me a little bit more about the green outfit. <laughs> well, I made this pair of, and I guess it was scratchy, but it was, a, it was really a shirt and pair of pants. And just so happened that the day we brought Wendy home from the hospital, Jill had that outfit on. So there's abundance of pictures. Yeah, 
Yeah, Jill Holger and everything wearing this green outfit. And she's always saying, Mom, I can't believe you made me wear that green outfit that day. <laughs> <laughs> like the holder tops and dresses. Yeah. And I loved all that kind of stuff. Like yeah. sundresses. Yeah, yeah. Made her wedding dress. Made your prom dress. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, multiple prom dresses. Yeah, yeah, really. So, um, the, this, this sewing side of it, do you think that was more just to save money and that kind of stuff or did you just really just like doing no, it? No, I really liked it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I just really enjoyed sewing. I always have. So what about the craft side of it? Over the years, you said you carried this satchel around and because <laughs> that no, you, was you, when I was little. Yeah. You didn't like you didn't draw and, and paint and things like that. Yeah, I tried. Oh, you did. But okay. I couldn't draw at okay. all and and I really couldn't paint. So <laughs> So, kind of so what about me. Jill said you did some pottery? So yeah, I used to go to ceramics. Used to go to a ceramics once a week. We oh, would, really? So it was yeah. like a class you went to? Uh-huh. Oh. A bunch of us from down here would go to ceramics. It's crazy. We had two two nights out. I don't know if you remember this night. It was ceramic night and women on motorcycle night. And we had our own little... We, each one of us had our own motorcycle a little motorcycle okay you know it's more it'd be kathy hedrick me uh sue burks i think anyway and one more person there was four of us and we would all meet and we just drive all around on this on our little motorcycles and and the guys i had to take care of the kids well that is really funny isn't yeah. that funny yeah, yeah. <laughs> cool. um and so I want to switch gears a little bit on this craft thing. So what I'm intrigued about with the craft side of it is that your dad liked crafts. And yes. so, yeah. you, know, you know, when I got to know him, he was retired. Well, oh, yeah. I don't know if he was completely retired still at that point. He was. Mm -hmm. um, but uh, but he also liked crafts. So I was wondering, was there a bond there I between you and I bet that's where him? I got yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah, because Mother, she didn't do anything like that. Yeah. I mean, you know, she'd say, no, I'm not. I just don't do it. So, yeah, I do, probably do you get remember one Daddy. particular craft or, or one of the... Because I know, I remember well that you would, you would go in waves. You, you would find something yeah. you'd do that for a while. <laughs> do you remember one particular one that was like your favorite over the years or that you really... Well, I mean, it? really crocheting has been my favorite because I crochet still, every winter. It still is? Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah, and I now I mainly just like to keep busy in the evening. I mean, I sew all day, but then I want to crochet at night. I just, I can't stand to just sit. You know, I have to be doing something with my hands at all time. <laughs> so, and if I, I, I was doing um, <laughs> crossword puzzle magazines and they just keep getting harder and harder. So I don't know whether the magazines are harder or I'm getting dumber. <laughs> but at any rate, they just kept getting harder and harder. But I do that in the evening, you know, before I go to sleep in there in bed, I do. And I decided that was just taking too much of my time. So I threw him away. <laughs> oh, wow. Wow. Interesting. So I'll, I'll tell you a story that you may or may not remember. Um, but uh, when you had some really difficult years back back when Greg left uh -huh. and you were, we'll get into this a little bit, but you were <laughs> switching jobs and making ends meet is what you were doing. Yeah, really. And life was not easy for you in that time. And uh, so we've gone through a few years like that. And then I remember one winter, it was Christmas time. And that Christmas day, the gifts start opening up in your living yeah. room, and you had made so much stuff. There was clothing and crafts and all this kind of mm -hmm. stuff. And I remember Brett saying, Mom's She's back. back. <laughs> yes. 
I remember that. And, and I just remember the, it was a really special day because I remember the excitement in the room that day because we all kind of knew that, you know, you were back to being yourself. You know, you it was be, all those quilts. Made everybody quilt. Yeah, you're making yeah. this crazy. Yeah. Yeah. No, it was an emotional day. I remember it was, uh, it was really, really special. So, okay, um, I'm going to come back in just a minute about crafts, but I want to switch gears now and talk about your jobs. Okay. So when we go talk about the jobs you did over the years, you said your first job um, was when you were 16. So tell mm-hmm. us about that one. I was 16, just, and I did have, <laughs> I had a car. I had a 55 Pontiac. Really? Yeah. Did you, you not ever hear about my 55 Pontiac? Had you bought it? Or? No, my dad bought it okay. for me. I mean, I had it all for six months before I could drive, actually, sitting in the oh, yard. Nice. But I had a 55 Pontiac with an Indian head hood, hood ornament. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it was pretty big size, yeah. you know. Some, some of those lit, lit up. up. Yeah, it lit up. <laughs> <laughs> and no power steering. Okay. And just like a big log wagon, you know. And everyone said that my dad painted it with, it was it was gray primer, and my dad said, everybody said my dad painted it with a brush. Now, I don't know about that, but I just thought it was beautiful, uh-huh. you know, because it's my first car. <laughs> but I would, you know, I had that car, so I just, it was in Broadview, that's where it was, and I would drive down there every day and babysit all summer long for three kids. And now that I think about it, I can't believe that they had a 16-year-old, but I guess I couldn't find anyone else to take care of three kids, you know. But they were all probably four, four and under, and a newborn that I think she, I think it was six weeks old when she went to work. But it was a preemie, so it slept all the time. You'd wake it up and feed it and put it back down. And that's what they told me. They said, it, it said I think it was a boy, said he will sleep all the time. And he did, and, and I'd wake him up and feed him and put him back. But the other two, they were And do you remember why were both parents working, or was it a Yeah, both parents were. Both but okay. but the, the father did come home a, a lot of times at noon and just make sure everything was going all right, which I respected. Now, at the time, I thought, well, that's kind of silly, but now I understand it. Yeah, I'd come home and check on Especially a 16-year-old watching a premier. Yeah. yeah, that was my first job. Okay, and then the next job from that was a, a bookstore there yeah. on the edge of campus. Yeah, it, um, there, was, there was two. It was Curry's Bookstore. Okay. Which turn, I guess turned into IU Bookstore. Yeah, the, where the IU Bookstore right now is on, is that Jordan? Where the IU Bookstore is? Yeah, over, over there. Yeah, I don't or know. Or 3rd Street. Yeah, it's on 3rd Street. 3rd Street, yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. Okay, that used to be their main branch. Oh, okay. Curry's Bookstore is what it was called. And then I worked at their secondary bench, which was by the law school over there, and it was more their law books and everything. But we, you and, know, and, and that's where roughly where Buffalo's is today. It was right. Yeah, there it's area, either there, right there, or the next door to it. Okay. Yeah. All right. And uh, just a little. Time. Was that a summertime job, or was that uh, after you graduated? No, that was after I graduated. Okay. And uh, I worked with an, another woman. She was real sweet, and. Um, we bought a lot of law books back and forth. I mean, that's most of the books we bought and sold were law books because okay. it's right by the law. Oh, interesting. Okay. Yeah. All right. So then after that, um, we think, we're, we were trying to figure this out, but we think that you moved on to Full Pep somewhere along in there. Yeah. We, we yeah, we did. There. That's right. Yeah, I went to work Full Pep Automotive, which was owned by Bud Hartsock. 
which was your oh, uncle. So it was a family connection. Yeah. That's why that made and, sense. Uh, I did. And you sold auto parts. No, I did. <laughs> no, I didn't. <laughs> I did um, inventory, and they did card inventory. Oh, okay. You know, I did uh, constantly. That's what I did. Worked for Dick Scritchfield. Scritch, huh? Yeah, Scritch. They called him Scritch. <laughs> He's <was> character. <laughs> okay. Um, and so then after Full of Pep, we think maybe that was when you went to the craft center. Right. So that's really getting into your element at that yeah, point. So tell us right. a little bit about the craft center. Okay, the craft happened. center started out, it was called the bead box. Oh. And all it had was beads. And it was on... Um, did you do beads? Mm-hmm. You, yeah. you did that too. Okay. Yeah. All right. <laughs> you did every craft there <laughs> I think I had. Yeah. Um, so it was right next door to oh shoot it's I have where, um, Uptown Cafe is yeah right yeah now it's Uptown Cafe next to Trojan Horse yeah but oh, really? right next to the Trojan Horse yeah I didn't know that. okay All right. it was called the Bead Box and same people that I worked for at the Craft Center um he all he had was beads and it was a whole. A whole shop full of beads. And and what we, were their names? The people that owned. Uh, Don and Judy Palmer. Okay. Uh huh. All right. And Judy's still in town. And, and you went there. Did you seek them out, or did they seek you out because you were a craft person? Uh, I I guess I saw there was a job, and I Just and I sought them out. Yeah. And uh, so I mean, then the bead box. I guess he decided, you know, you need to branch out a little bit. Mm-hmm. So then it turned into craft center, and you know he's had every craft in the world and I pretty much had to do all of them yeah I was gonna say so so now I want to switch back to your, your kind of craft history mm-hmm. so you told us you were kind of a uh, a test person two things you were kind of a test person for them and then mm-hmm. also you just did crafts when you had free time for the school right. so tell us about she that she wrote she wrote macrame books okay. and then and then she got to where she were, wrote all kinds of craft books and I still have all of them but so do you might just there's going to be some people listening to this possibly that have no idea what macrame is, and I would be one of them. So, what's the difference between crochet and macrame and knitting and all these things? Okay, uh, macrame is tying knots out of cording, big cord, you know. When you say it, you mean like a piece of you yarn know, like those hanging uh, like flower pots, flower pots, you know, on on rope. Oh, that's so, macrame. So it's like a rope. Macrame. Right. So yeah. You, you start with like a rope, rope. and then you yeah. tie knots and do stuff. Yeah. Yeah. So macrame is not a blanket. Oh, no. No. Okay. All right. And that was big back then. I mean, huge, but it's pretty much died out now. But is it? Mm -hmm. And uh, so you you could make something like a flower pot holder. What other types of things do you make out of macrame? I mean, she would give, in order for me to test it, me and a couple more people would test her patterns before she published the book. So she would give me all the supplies and I would make it. For at home and and write down anything that I didn't think was right. And, you know, I mean, I I made a ham make. Oh, uh, oh yeah, of course that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Uh, big things. I mean, sh- you know, we tested great big things. Uh, tables. We'd make glass tables where you put glass inside it. You know, round. But glass. out of macrame. Mm-hmm. How could the macrame hold the glass table? You'd put a ring, two or three rings. Oh, so you, oh, so there'd mm-hmm. be like a metal ring and then you yeah. macrame. Yeah. Oh, that's pretty cool. Okay. Yeah, a lot. I made a lot of okay. neat stuff for her. All right. So, but that was working for her personally, 
which, and then she'd always give me credit, you know, in, in the book, you know, oh, which right. I always thought was neat. Yeah. Uh, but um, then when we were there at work, and if we had spare time, we would always uh, just make things like for the store, hang up in the store. Like they were big on um, uh, Bible school things. So we'd spend nearly all year long making little Bible school things, getting ready for when Bible oh, school come along. People come okay. in and just buy tons of stuff. They would go there to get crafts for the Bible. To, to do Bible school. Bible school. Bible school yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. um, so one little side story here is that one day um, Brett comes home and he calls you at the store <laughs> and has an interesting question for you. Yeah. So. yeah, that's when I was working at the craft center. And, you know, I told him not to call me and just keep talking to me, you know, but Brett calls. I think, I, I want to say Brett was in seventh grade, which would put you in the fifth grade. Right. Yeah, and Wendy, Wendy would have been at Peggy's daycare. And <laughs> Brett called, and he said, hi, Mom. I said, hi. And he said, how are you? And I said, I'm good. How are you? Good. He said, huh, anything going on? No. I said, uh, Brett, I'm working. What did you want? He said, well... We were wondering if you messed the house up really bad this morning. And I said, no, I cleaned the house. And he said, I knew it. We've been robbed. <laughs> <laughs> so I said, just get chill and go to Mammals. Because I had no idea, you know, when yeah. we were robbed or anything. <laughs> and we were robbed. And it was a disaster. <laughs> Okay, so um, we'll move on from the craft center. So um, right at the end of the craft center was when uh, your marriage with Greg uh, ended. Mm -hmm. And so then you transitioned to go back to school. So tell us about right. that. Right. Then I, yeah, I, I really, you know, I was working at the craft center, but I, I really needed to work somewhere with a little more money, mm -hmm. you know. And I really hated to leave that because they were such nice people, but I just told them, you know, I just have to get a full-time, because at that time, I think I was working three to four days a week, but they just couldn't afford, you know, to pay much more. So I decided to go to Ivy Tech to get some kind of degree. I didn't know what, and um, I did that. I went, you know, a semester and then started maybe halfway through the second semester, and somehow or another, I heard about this job at Hardesty's, and Hardesty's was that insurance. A, yeah, okay. In Ellettsville. Yeah. In mm -hmm. And I thought, well, I better go check it out. So I checked it out and they they offered me the job. And then I went back to the craft center and asked them if there's any way that they can match because I really wanted to work with craft center. I, I remember this all happening, but I didn't know yeah. you went back and tried to negotiate yeah. a little bit. And they understood stuff. and I understood. You know, there just wasn't any any way to and Hardesty was gonna allow me to still go to school, which was oh. nice. But that got to be really a lot, trying to go to school and them and everything. So I ended up dropping out, was out of Ivy Tech, but I felt like I learned, I learned some stuff while I was there. So yeah. <laughs> Okay, and so then you, you started learning the um, insurance business at Hardison. You got some kind of an insurance something while you were there, didn't you? So that you could sell insurance or do something maybe? I, I yeah, I got my license. Yeah, that's what I mean. Yeah, yeah. I yeah, got I my insurance yeah. license when I worked there, yeah. And while you were there, uh, one of the things you did is deal with the billing, and you had one uh, <laughs> troubled client. Um, so tell us a little bit about that. Yeah, uh, 
I had one guy that kept coming in, and he'd come in maybe a day after his insurance was late. Not necessarily, he didn't ever really lapse, but his insurance would be late. And he'd pay his bill right there with me. And talk, you know, we'd talk for 30 or 40 minutes, and I kind of liked him a little, so I started <laughs> writing out a really nice little letter every time that his insurance got due. <laughs> and I would send this letter to him, you know, saying your insurance. How many other clients got these letters? None. <laughs> Not a single person. So that was how I met Danny. <laughs> oh, yeah. that, is, that is a great story. Okay, so um, you were with Hardy's, Hardesty's for a little while, and then somehow you transitioned to May Insurance. Yeah, May, 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 Agency. May Agency called, actually called me and and wanted, to, wanted me to work there. I don't know how they, oh, Ralph, Ralph called me. Okay. Ralph May so called me. Another family connection. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And wanted me to work there. And, you know, it, there again, more money than Hardesty. So I had to to tell them I was leaving. But So I worked at May Agency for probably 15 years, I want to say. Yeah, and, and I think it's interesting because you, you didn't just do insurance while you were there. Yeah, I ended up doing, after I got, <laughs> after I got to insurance, started doing insurance they found they found out I was the only one that knew anything about a computer and I don't know how I knew more than anyone else in the building but no one knew anything so everybody was coming to me for in for um, computer help and so then I ended up being the computer person and then I ended up being the computer person who also did insurance which was quite a lot but yeah so we always had something we we still say to this day at May agency, if you know a lot about computers, you're front row, and then as people that know less and less are get to the back row. Uh -huh. So someone, all my friends would say, "Well, you're front row, and I'm back row," you know. <laughs> so for you know years after that, now I've told them I've all said, you know, I'm back row now. You do understand <laughs> that now. <laughs> I'm right there with you. No <laughs> I mean, oh. I never enjoyed the computer part, but. But yeah, and, and I think I remember you always, it was a good job there. Right? It was a good job, yeah. yeah. It was just the computer part was just kind of that. setting a lot. You so know? now somewhere in there, there was, there was a transition to uh, Kreitzer Insurance, I think. Yeah. So, so what caused that transition? Uh, well, I got laid off from May Agency, actually. Okay. Yeah. And then um, I was drawing unemployment, actually, from May Agency. And I in, <laughs> there again, I, I had a friend. Norma, <laughs> Norma Van Devender. Really? Yes. Oh, she called nice. me and said we we need someone to work. So that's how I ended up at Kreitzer. I she worked with Norma there. Yeah. Okay. And that was the same thing. None of them knew anything about computers, so I ended up you being the computer person. Oh, how interesting. <laughs> okay, and so then you were there with Kreitzer Insurance, and of course by this time you and Danny have been married several years. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and at that point, you decided to transition uh, back home and start working out of home. So yeah, because I actually got laid off. I got laid off from Kreitzer, <laughs> and uh, I just decided insurance is probably not my thing since I keep getting laid off all the time. <laughs> so that's when I decided to open my own sewing business. That was in 2006. Oh, I didn't. Okay, that's great. Mm -hmm. So that were two, so that's 14 years ago. Yeah, when you did that. Great. Yeah. Um, and so, um, as far as your sewing goes, one of the things that Brett had asked about was 
for you to share some of the interesting things you were able to do over the years. Um, he, he had mentioned you made, there, there's a local um, country music singer named Lloyd Wood in this mm-hmm. area that um, he did a lot of shows over at the Nashville Opera mm-hmm. back in those days. And somehow he tracked you down yeah. and you made clothing for him. I did. I made shirts for Lloyd Woods. I made three shirts for Lloyd Woods. Yeah. And uh, and then I can just remember a variety. Can you think of any other projects over the years? Just unusual stuff. Um, I know you've done stuff. I've done a lot of unusual things, but yeah, one of the really unusual things is um, whether it's Royal Chevrolet or um, Southtown, I I don't know what it's called now, but it was Royal at that time. Um, I they had this huge flag, um, and they called me to uh, sew up their flag, and it was just really torn all to pieces. Is it like thirty feet long or something? Uh, Well, it went clear. From my sewing room all the way to here, so our house is what 40, 26 by forty six. Yeah, so, so it was forty. Yeah, oh, it was forty five yeah. feet long. Oh, wow. so we stretched it out, you know, and and um, so I'd have to go to the fabric store and get fabric that kind of matched it, you know, because up there high you can't tell that much. But anyway, I did. I fixed their flag three years, three times, not oh, wow. three years in a row, but three different times. And every time they told me. They, I'd come pick that flag up, and they say, "No matter what it costs you, what it costs for you to fix it, I know it's cheaper than buying a new flag." Oh, huh. so I did it for nice. three, three different times, and I looked at it the other day. I think we're about ready <laughs> to do it again. Yeah. All right. Well, Kathy, we are at the end of our half hour here, so mm-hmm. thanks so much, okay. and uh, we'll get together in a few weeks and do another one. All righty.